0: even encourage people if they're seriously thinking about making a career switch or they want to be an active investor and they just don't know where to start. Maybe they don't have that money um, to hire a coach or join a program. You know, like I said, just find a job in the industry. There's so many different jobs. It doesn't even have to be directly related to investing.
1: Hey there, I am Dr. Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why? Hi, everyone. I'm Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today, I'm here with Lindsay Sharma, Lindsay is the founder of Lindsay Sharma Property Buyers. Uh, Her company specializes in buying houses in any condition in Arkansas and Ohio. Um, She focuses on on, not only on buying real estate, but empowering women with her her wholesaling course. I'm sure we'll touch on some of that. Um, And also a mother to three children under four, which sounds chaotic having two of my own. Uh, So first of all, let me just say thank you so much for coming on the show today, Lindsay. I, I really do appreciate you taking the time out.
0: Thanks for having me, Jason. I'm excited.
1: Awesome. Let's just start by letting you tell your story. Tell us your background, uh, kind of what brought you into real estate, all of that, and then um, we'll dive in from there.
0: Sure. So I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. So I'm a Midwestern girl. Um, it's a very blue-collar area. My parents were um, blue-collar people. You know my. Dad had multiple jobs sometimes just to, to make sure we everything was covered in our household, and I think that kind of upbringing really um, you know influenced me and what I wanted out of my life. Um, I was fortunate enough to go to college, and I have a degree in graphic design. Um I did a lot of freelance graphic design upon graduating because I graduated in 2007 as we know 2008 we had the financial crisis the recession so it was very difficult to find a job um as a recent college grad so I had to kind of make my own job by just taking taking side jobs taking gigs using my skills as I could and I worked in various you know various companies various roles that had nothing to do with with what my education was Um, So I kind of got a lesson in, you know, that the job market can be unpredictable. Jobs can be unpredictable. And it gave me sort of this sense that, you know, what I was taught growing up, go to school, get a good job, get an education. You'll you'll live a comfortable life just wasn't proving to be true. So I started to get interested in entrepreneurship, um, started educating myself on um, financial you know, financial freedom, um, building wealth, things of that nature, and um, I kind of got a little burnout in the design field, and decided I want to make a career switch. And I started picking up more and more books on real estate investing, listening to podcasts. Um, at that time, I think this was maybe 2017, around that time. Bigger Pockets was a pretty um, popular podcast. I was listening to that a lot, and so. I thought, well, now's a great time to kind of switch my career, but I just really didn't know how to get started in real estate like most people. Um, I had a little bit of knowledge, but I was really fearful and um, just confused about the process. So I thought, hey, why don't I see if I can get a job in real estate investing in some capacity? And I didn't really even know what that meant at the time. And I started searching on Indeed, and I found a local investor in my area who was hiring for an executive assistant. I had no executive assistant experience whatsoever, but I think running my own business for some time, I had to wear a lot of different hats, and and I kind of pitched myself in in that way. And um, I was lucky enough to get hired by this investor. Worked for him for three years. I learned so much from what he was doing, and I actually bought my
1: first property while I was working with him. Yeah, that the um, there's a lot of, I think, really good messages for people there. One, you know, you said you want to, you decide you want to get into real estate because you saw the unpredictability. I think a lot of us that were in that, you know, sort of 2000, 2000, 2007, 2008, that financial crisis, especially at, um, I guess, <laughs> important periods in, in, a, in a career, uh, it, it it definitely opened your eyes it kind of lets you know what what could happen what what the possibilities were um certainly people in real estate during that time also had some struggles so it was just recognizing you know how you can uh, how that type market factors whether you have a w2 job and you're employed or you're an entrepreneur and real estate investor like all of these things you know you can have impact uh on on you know kind of your your overall financial outlook but you did mention something about, you know, kind of in 2017, you were looking at potentially getting into real estate and you were just had some fears and had, uh, you know, lack of lack of knowledge. And I wanted to, I guess, dive in a little bit on that. Like, how did you get past those fears, maybe some limiting beliefs? I think because I think everybody has that stuff. They're like, this looks good. This looks like people are doing well here. What do I, what do I need to do to be a part of it? And I think one thing is people don't realize that there's about a million different ways you can be a part of it, but also like at some point you got to get past that, you know, kind of mindset.
0: Sure, Um, yeah, the fears were there, Um, they were just, You know, I'm kind of a detail-oriented person. My design background really, you know, kind of taught me to be that way. And there's so many steps you have to learn to start investing, there's different strategies. Um, And so, to help me with that, I just knew I couldn't do it without seeing it modeled by someone. And that's, again, goes back to just finding a job, working for someone else, and to me, being in it every single day kind of like immersing myself in this industry that i've never worked in um i just felt like that was gonna be a great way to um learn the ins and outs and i feel like for me personally knowledge and action and and interacting with people who are doing this every day just builds my confidence because just having someone sitting in the office next to you asking questions um i think really can help, help you feel more at ease and supported.
1: Yeah, such a great points there. And like, there's so many um, like mentorships and teaching programs and all of this out there. And, and people think, I, I almost think that scares people off because they think, oh, if, if I wanna learn about real estate, I gotta go do one of these mentorship programs It's gonna cost me X number of dollars generally in the <laughs> 10,000 20,000 i mean it's a large amount of money and people may may not have that um, and and I, mentorships have been a big part of my career my journey but it doesn't a mentorship doesn't need to be always a paid mentorship it can be something like exactly like what you did where you know essentially you're you're doing almost like an apprenticeship right You just go work for someone who's doing what you want to do and probably that's the best probably that's the best mentorship the best you know sort of training program that you can actually get into and oh by the way you might you might get paid to do it rather than than pay it just it it takes probably you you're committed to that maybe a little bit more time of your week i mean it's just there's different ways to approach it but i think what what you did is very very smart uh way to kind of get in and, and gain the knowledge and confidence that you spoke of
0: Yeah, and I would even encourage people if they're seriously thinking about making a career switch or they want to be an active investor and they just don't know where to start, maybe they don't have that money um, to hire a coach or join a program. You know, like I said, just find a job in the industry. There's so many different jobs. It doesn't even have to be directly related to investing, but maybe you work with a title company, maybe you work for – you know an agent there's just you could be a transaction coordinator there's just tons of jobs and maybe it's a step back from what you're currently doing depending on where you are in your career but if you kind of look at it as a temporary learning experience with i mean that's a very low risk way to do it
1: yeah yeah it it, and there are so many different spots you can kind of sit in to see the process and one of my mentors uh she she was an attorney and then went to work as a property manager so that she could learn you know kind of asset management at its core and i think people a lot of people aren't willing to make those short-term sacrifices to kind of improve their overall long term outlook so i think it's just knowing looking at everything from a from a long-term horizon then Oh, what you know what does this mean tomorrow the next week the next month
0: yeah absolutely and I know there's a lot of marketing out there um, you know you'll see ads in your social media feed where people are presenting um, real estate investing as like kind of a get-rich-quick type deal and it's absolutely not it's a very it's a long-term um strategy it's a long term play it takes a lot of knowledge resources and um yeah it's it, like you said it's you have to think about it in the long term
1: yeah yeah you, you you have to f- formulate a long-term plan and then stick to that plan. Right. Cause it's, that's the other thing is yeah. it's like people come up with this plan, even, you know, people, and, and, and I say these things like people, like I've made these mistakes, so it's not, <laughs> it's not exclusive to everybody else. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you, you get, okay, yes, I, I, I have a mentor. My mentor says, this is a long-term thing. I need to have this, you know, long-term horizon and, and, and sort of reverse engineer how I'm going to get there. And then, Sometimes you just get impatient or you get, you know, it's not going exactly the way. And it's, it's not that it's, uh, it's not that you shouldn't pivot, but you have to realize like it, it, you really need to look at it in that, in that long-term perspective. When you were working for this other investor. So you said you bought your first property. Kind of take us through, walk us through what happened then. Like you were working for them for three years. Now uh, you started to to grow your own portfolio. What types of things were you doing in that? Um, you know, kind of independent of your job.
0: Yeah. So when I when I took that job, I I was very upfront, transparent with my intentions. You know, I told mm. I told them that I'm interested in investing. I want to learn about it. Um, I eventually want to get my own properties and get started. Um, but it did, it took me about two years of just working, working in the industry, learning about real estate. Um, there's just a lot of, a lot of components before I even got started. And actually the, I would say the very first investment I made was actually as a private lender to my boss who was the investor. And, um, he, he approached me and said, Hey, you know, if you, if you want to get started, if you have a little extra money, um, that you're okay with investing, maybe it's not liquid. It might take a few months. Um, I'll probably just buy a property and then pay you back in a few months. You know, I'm going to secure it with a note and mortgage. We kind of talked through the details and I said, Oh, I'd love to do that. That'd be great. That's a, that's a great way for me to get started because I just, I didn't really have to do much besides, um loan my my money but I was investing in property I didn't uh, you know and and I got paid back monthly payments with interest um and so I learned the whole process of of I guess private lending through that experience and then um I thought well I want to be a lot more active I want to own my own properties um I want to invest for cash flow so how do I do that so over time I had a lot of conversations with with my boss the investor um i was always picking his brain on everything and um you know after private lending with him for a little bit i said i want to start i want to start my own portfolio i want to get my first property he said okay great you can start working leads in our system and um so i i learned how to talk to leads people selling their houses um and i would just get on the phone talk to people uh, learn about their situation, and um, my very first property that I got, so actually, I got I got about seven, I think it was seven or nine properties under contract. My first seven, I think it was seven, actually got canceled. <laughs> we had to cancel all of those contracts for various reasons. Some of them were title reasons. Some of them were, they were just kind of strange properties I didn't really fit our business model. We didn't know what to do with them. Um, some of them, I, I got them under contract at too high of a price. All of that was a big learning, learning process for me, but you know, I could have easily gotten discouraged and quit and decide this isn't for me, but I, I had a big goal and I still have a big goal of being financially free through real estate. So I kept at it and, um, my first investment that I got to keep was actually a mobile home on land. It was a vacant mobile home had been sitting there for a while and I ended up selling it on owner financing. So I created a note and, um, went through that whole process and had, um, created a a cash flowing um, property. And I, I used my own money for that one. Um, we had a, my husband and I had a little bit of money in our savings, but I mean, I paid, I think $18,000 for that property. It was about an acre. And um, I think I sold it on a note for 50000 but I was, you know, I was getting interest. It's now paid, the, the buyer paid it off now, but um, you know, that, that was my first deal.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's so smart. And I think, again, it's, I mentioned earlier, like, that people don't realize how many different ways there are to be involved in real estate. And like you just, in your own experiences just listed off several of them, right? So you can be a private Mm -hmm. money lender. Every, every, every one of these strategies too has its own sort of upside and downside, right? It's like there there's, you just got to figure out what fits in your life and maybe it's a combination of things. You have some, uh, you know, income generating real estate activities. And then you have some long-term buy and holds that are, you know, more for your um, future portfolio and, you know, that passive income. So it's just kind of really cool to hear that you did that. And and again, it's like, here you bought, you had some money in savings, you were able to find a, a relatively inexpensive property, bought it, make money on that on the sale price, but also like, Here's another smart thing. I'll just sell or finance it. And then what ha- you know, what happens if they don't pay me back? Well, you, you get the property back. Like, it's just, there's kind of all of these things that people would look at that and see like, oh, what are all the things that could go wrong? All the, all the negative what ifs, but it, it's to me, it's like, well, what if it works? And, and most of the time it mm-hmm. does, like most of the time it works and you, you know, you, you move forward to the goals that you, or move forward in the direction of the goals that you have. So it is just kind of a, a really um cool story. The the um, investor that you were working for was was there like a specific strategy? It sounds like maybe a mix of things you're doing wholesaling in and, and flipping in holds or or what? What what cuz I asked that only to say kind of what what have you gone on to to focus on on your own or or maybe it's diverse as well.
0: Sure. So his business model, um, his main goal with his business, and and he has small business. I think there are four people working in his company total, and um, his main goal was just to build up his portfolio for financial freedom, which he did. That um, his business was running on its own. His all of his portfolio was paying for all of the business expenses, his salary, the people working for him. So, you know, he he learned he was basically retired, but still working in his business because he enjoyed it. Um, but, but he mainly purchased distressed properties and created notes selling them on owner financing, which is similar to that first deal that I got. But he also did wholesaling because some of the deals just didn't really fit, you know, weren't the greatest for owner financing or sometimes in business you may need to generate a little more cash, um, because real estate can be very seasonal So he would also do wholesaling, but that wasn't, and that was actually his main strategy when he got started. Um, And then he's just transitioned to mostly owner finance properties. And then now he's transitioning to being completely focused on notes, buying and selling notes. Um, And so I kind of, I really pretty much took that same model and I'm doing that for myself. I love the owner finance strategy. Um, that's how I'm building my portfolio because I'm also investing for cash flow Um, I love the idea of I I don't really like to use the term passive income but I guess receiving that monthly cash flow from my properties Um, I do have a few rentals I've dabbled in fix and flips Um, and it's just for my personal goals I like to be kind of as hands-off as possible and, and Um, the owner finance model is very hands-off, meaning I don't have to do the repairs. I don't have to manage contractors. Um, I buy them as is and sell them as is, and I don't do anything to them.
1: Yeah, it's very smart and it's none of it's like completely hands-off as you, you sort of alluded to there, there's some level of, you you need to be involved in some way in, you know, Mm -hmm. as you, as your business. As an entrepreneur and as a real estate investor grows, the amount of hands-on uh, is going to decrease. You're going to be able to, you know, sort of do less and less because you're going to be able to have hired yourself out of a job, and that's that's really ultimately the goal. But it's it's interesting. Um, I've I've had a few people on the podcast that have been involved in real estate for a while, and and, and a number of them have sort of. <laughs> gone that way towards the lending side of things like sort of becoming the bank and the in the Mm -hmm. the fact is that is like if you can do it that's fairly easy again it's not completely hands-off but it's like you're you're essentially managing transactions and then as long as those people continue to pay those notes there's really nothing else to do but collect that money if you're and, and usually i don't know if you have a servicer but but that's another thing that yeah. I mean, sometimes people don't recognize. It's like you can even that part of it, like the collecting of the money gets handled by someone else. So it's uh, certainly can be extremely hands off. At some point, you're going to have someone default on a, on a note or something like that. You're going to have to do something about it. But um, have you encountered that at all? Has, has that been something that, I, that has been a, an issue for you?
0: Uh, fortunately i have not but i do use um a loan servicing company um and if i i believe they help so yes you you can go through the foreclosure process if that happens um but fortunately i haven't experienced it yet but i'm preparing myself because i know it will happen it's just statistically it will happen so
1: yeah yeah i mean the, yeah the bigger your portfolio gets the 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 more likely that somewhere in there there's going to be some sort of problem and so and that, again any asset class any strategy that's that's the reality of of uh, investing but it's still like you, you, this is where it comes down to you know understanding your market understanding the uh, landlord tenant laws there understanding what are the, what are the rules having the right um you know sort of documentation in place for these private notes you can have so you there's already you've already established with that person, hey, if you don't pay, these you know, these series of things will happen and, and and so it's a surprise to no one. And as you just mentioned, you prepare yourself, you have this the the sort of systems in place to, to handle that. And uh maybe it is that the loan servicer handles most of that for you. I'm not, I'm not really sure how that works in that scenario, but it's you just kind of be prepared for something like that to happen and deal with it when it does.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: So in that, you know, kind of strategy, there's a lot of times when people talk about real estate, um, there's a lot of reference to, you know, kind of the tax benefits and things like that. So one of the things that I think private money lending, you know, note investing, all of that, I think has been um, interesting to me. But but what little I've done, I, I've, I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of tax benefits in it, there for me, which, again, it, a lot, oftentimes it's a combination of strategies, but maybe I'm just wrong. I, w- I was wondering if you had any um, kind of ideas or insight as to how to balance your portfolio and and how that, you know, those notes get treated and things like that as as far as, you know, is it is it uh taxed as if it's earned income, is it passive income? how does that all work?
0: So, it can it can get pretty complex and I I'm not a CPA. I have a CPA. Um he would be way better at going over this, but um I believe I honestly I don't know what it's classified as but I do kind of diversify my portfolio I do have some rentals I mean there are advantages to having rentals because you um, you know there's the appreciation there's building equity there's tax benefits I know there's a lot of tax benefits there Um, so I I love the notes but there are some drawbacks as well Um, so that's why I'm I'm also keeping rentals in my portfolio and um, my goal actually for 2024 is to try and buy my first mobile home park. I would love to have a mobile home park. Um, but, but yeah, as far as tax benefits, penalties, or, or I mean, the tax strategies, that's stuff. That's why I have a CPA. <laughs> he, <laughs> you know, he, he handles that. We, we talk about it. We have our meetings, but um, you know, I kind of, he, um, I actually have a fractional CFO, and he also helps me with a lot of that stuff, and and he helped me find a good um, CPA, so I, I trust his advice.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah, put put the little disclaimer here. Neither of us are CPAs, and and that was a <laughs> that was not a question that I expected you would have. You know, kind of all of the tax code related to it. I was just kind of curious your experience with how it's been handled, and and I and I think really the the main point here is is exactly what you said, is it's like diversification of your portfolio and then bringing in the people on your team, like your CPA, like your fractional CFO, that can help manage kind of all of that together and and see how it all ties in. And it, it allows you, when you're taking, when you're keeping track of all of that stuff and kind of seeing how it all relates now, as you mentioned, like you can, you're looking at buying a mobile home park. Now you can say, okay, here's my portfolio. What what do I wanna do to that portfolio and what action steps achieve that, right? And so, as you said, like buying a mobile home park is gonna be uh, at another step or another piece of that portfolio. And it's just kind of always looking at that, how it's gonna look from a, a like an overall picture. I know people that, you know, have flipped hundreds if not thousands of houses and they were like I just got burnt out and also there was no tax benefits to it it was just like having a job so it's like they moved over to uh you know starting into getting into buy and hold or passively investing into um like syndications or something that has you know uh depreciation in it that kind of thing so it it was just it's it's kind of how you tie it all together I think is, is such an important piece of the puzzle um are you in, in terms
0: one thing sorry, there's a little delay there. I, know, I, I, I just know. wanted to mention um <laughs> that you know the beautiful thing about real estate, one thing I love about real estate investing is there are so many different strategies, so many different paths. It's endless learning. And for someone like me, I'm just a curious person. I love to learn. And so you can kind of Enter into real estate investing in one strategy and you can kind of level up to different things as you get more experience, mm-hmm. more knowledge, more relationships, more resources. Um, that's, that's one thing I love about it. The, the possibilities are endless.
1: Yeah, 100% agree. It, it's, you, you, you find your way in somehow. Right. Whether it's it's somehow, you you know, am I going to be passive? Am I going to be active? Am I going to do mobile home parks? Am I going to do uh, new development? Am I going to do whatever, you know, whatever it is note investing? You, you pick a, a thing, you find a thing to get in, you learn about it, you educate yourself, you you know, maybe go work for someone as you did, and then you decide how am I going to expand on that over time? You know, as, as level, different levels of, of mastery, I think is, is kind of what it comes down to. And so that's, you know, your journey is, is sort of the perfect story of like how people can get into this and and start doing it. And as long as you don't look at it as this has to work tomorrow, it's just a, it's, it's kind of like a, a game that you're playing that doesn't stop. that that, that's really how I, it feels to me in a lot of ways. It's like, okay, what can I do to, you know, let me pull out the rule book again and see what I can do to, uh, you know, add to my, to my portfolio or my strategy or whatever it is. So I think, I think such a, such great points that you made there. Do you have, like, what are you looking for? Put this out there for people listening. Like, what are you looking for, for mobile home park? Maybe someone will have something they can uh, bring your way.
0: Sure. So I my primary market that I invest in is central Arkansas. So I'm very familiar, you know, with with the economy, with the housing prices, with the demographics of people living there. And with my owner finance properties, the notes that I hold, I a lot of them are mobile homes on land. I love mobile homes on land. Um, there's you know, Arkansas in general is a very affordable has a very affordable cost of living compared to a lot of places in the United States. Um, but even so, um, it's, it's kind of a less populated state as well. And, um, there's just a lot of demand and we see this, we see this everywhere. There's more and more demand for affordable housing. Um, and so there's just a ton of buyers for these types of properties. And when you're getting it on land, you know, it's not in a park. So they're not paying the lot rent. They have their own. I try to buy stuff that maybe has an acre or two and they have their own space. And so I can sell those all day long. There's just a lot of a lot of people looking for homes like that. Um, so I would love to stay in Arkansas, but I understand mobile home parks. Um, they're really not making any more of them. <laughs> so yeah. I would be open to other areas of the country. If I can find one in Arkansas, great Um I'm looking to get started with a smaller park maybe something that has I don't know 30 around 30 spaces or under um, I would eventually like to partner with people you know other people who are already investing in mobile home parks but um, at this point you know I'm kind of more on the active um, operator like I could partner with somebody that maybe wants to be um, a lender, and then I'm the operator, I would be open to a relationship like that, of course. Um, but if I have to get started on my own using my own capital, um, a smaller park would be a little easier for me to get into.
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's great. I think a really n- nice, um, strategy. And I just think it's it, one thing that keeps standing out. is like, you seem very, Patient about your approach, which so many people aren't, and and maybe that's, maybe I'm sure you have in your head days where you don't feel patient about it. But um, it's a it, it it is the way to go. <laughs> it's it's the way to go in real estate is is just being, recognizing that you know hey I'm I'm going to do this thing. It might take a while to get you know to each level that you want to, but but that's okay. That's just kind of how it goes. Uh, I I want to yeah, I want to switch absolutely. gears uh, and, and ask you the questions that I ask every guest. And I'm, I don't, I don't know why there's so much delay. I'm sorry about that. Um, but the first question is based on the name of the show being know your why. So I always ask each guest, what, what is your, why what's, what's driving you? What, you know, I, I know, uh, y- you've had such a really cool journey here and I, I just, what keeps you going to, to, you know, sort of bigger and bigger levels of success.
0: Yeah, so my ultimate goal is just financial freedom, um, being able to provide for my family, um, teach my kids entrepreneurship. Um, I think it's really important to model for them that I think it's just very, there's this level of self-sufficiency to being an entrepreneur, creating wealth through real estate, owning a business. So that's very important to me. Um, I also like being a job creator, I do have some people working on my team. Um, and so that's very motivating to me when other people are depending on you. Um, and then also just, you know, real estate is is a very male dominated industry, uh, real estate investing that is only I think the last statistic I read was somewhere around only 32 or 35% of women are real estate investors. So that to me shows that there's still a huge disparity in wealth creation, owning assets, um, access to capital, access to, um, property. And so I'm really driven to help close that gap little by little as much as I can. So I'm always networking with other women, um, you know, answering questions. I'm actually in the process of launching a course where I'm going to be teaching women how to wholesale real estate because, um, that's one of the ways I got started. That's, I still do it every day in my business. It's a, it's an easy way, not easy, but it's an accessible way to get into real estate Mm -hmm. investing, especially if you don't have any money to get started with. Um, so that, that really drives me as well. I know that was a couple of things, but, um, those are the major things.
1: It's okay to have more than one that's a, that's allowed um I, I think and, and I think you know that that uh you know concept of of empowering other women and stuff I think it's is, is uh, really meaningful it it does it is a very male dominated industry that's for sure so um I think but it, it for myself I've actually had a number of uh, women as mentors and so it's kind of interesting I know that it is male dominated but a lot of my experiences and and um, and sort of mentoring have come from women in the industry. So it's, it's pretty cool to see what people do. Um, second question for you, Lindsay, tell us something about yourself that isn't common knowledge, special skill, a hobby, um, anything that you're comfortable sharing and let, let the listeners know you a little better.
0: Sure. So I, I enjoy power I like to work out and um, I like to, <laughs> I like to lift really heavy. Um, I think it's a lot of fun. I've I have not competed in any powerlifting competitions yet because I've spent the four la- last four years having children. Um, <laughs> but it is on the future goals list. Um, I just really enjoy the challenge of of lifting more, working on my strength. It it also helps with stress and mental health a lot. Um, so I I'm five foot two. I think. I, and I'm not, you know, visibly muscular. So I think people would be really surprised to find out that I power lift.
1: Yeah, that's um, I, I agree 100 percent. Like fr- from a mental health standpoint, exercise, going to the gym, like all of that is very important to me as well. Um, I, it's the funny thing is that the gym I go to has a lot of power lifters. I am not one of them. That's not my <laughs> my focus. I like exercise uh, from a from a functionality standpoint and it's fun to lift more weight but like I'm not I don't have any uh illusions that I'll ever be at a powerlifting meet but I I, I it's amazing to see the people that are doing it around me just like that because I said there's a lot of them there um both men and women and and just I uh, oftentimes I feel like I would not have necessarily expected it right like there's someone that doesn't have the stature that you might think that they were going to be a power lifter. And then I'm just blown away by how strong they are. It's just, it's just crazy. So, um, good for you. I, I uh, look forward to when you're, you're definitely, you're eventually in one of those meets. That'll be, that'll be great. Um, <laughs> yeah. What,
0: but- and the beautiful thing about powerlifting, what it has taught me is that we are capable of so much more than we ever thought. And that's what I love about it. It's just constantly pushing to get stronger and do more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it really is physically and mentally very kind of uplifting, I think. So I completely, completely agree with you. Um, When people hear this and they want to reach out to you, what's the best way? And we'll put um, all of the links and stuff like that in the show notes.
0: Sure. Um, So my website is Lindsay, and I spell my name with an A, so it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. Sharma's my last name, properties.com. And then for my wholesaling course for women, it's 30daywholesalecourse.com
1: good yeah we'll, we'll put that stuff in the show notes so people can find you looks like we've also got your um, social media handles too so we'll get all of that in there so people can connect um my final question for you uh what piece of advice would you give to someone who uh, wants to get started in real estate they're hearing this they're inspired by your story and they're kind of like what do i do now uh what, what would you tell them
0: i would say um Challenge yourself to take some kind of action and give yourself a deadline. Um, one mistake I see a lot of people making is just the analysis paralysis. They're just reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts, and not doing anything. I challenge you to take one action. That action could be joining a local RIA, real estate investor club. Um, maybe you um, have coffee with, with an investor in your area You know something tangible just to get your foot in in the door and get the momentum going and in this business it's a people business so leveraging people relationships is going to be so beneficial to you so if you don't if you can't do anything else just build relationships with people who are already doing this that's probably that anyone can do that
1: yeah yeah that's that's fantastic advice i think it, it truly is a relationship business and it's, it's interesting. Uh, everybody, basically everybody says that that's kind of like w- one of those, the, the mantras of, of real estate investing, a lot of the, the, um, mentorship programs and stuff, but it's, it's actually remarkable to me how true that is. And just, it's a very, I find a very um, kind of supportive community because there certainly are times when it's it's hard and a struggle but like people just seem to be very willing to be there and help and listen and and share their experiences to to help you succeed i, I think it's it's really a kind of a cool um vibe that that goes with you know for the most part within the real estate investing world it, it does very seem seem very community
0: Yeah, I agree. And when I first got started, um, a struggle for me is, you know, I, I was a graphic designer. I worked by myself most days, and just me and my computer and my designs. And I told myself this story that I'm an introvert, I'm not good at networking with people, it's awkward. And getting involved in real estate just really forced me out of that. And it's been so rewarding. Um, just connecting with other people, having conversations like this, Um, sharing resources and I agree the real estate investor community is a very um, benevolent community people a lot of givers a lot of helpers Um, and I think one thing a common thread I see with a lot of investors are just um, that I need sort of that improvement mentality um, and bringing others up with you
1: yeah, I agree. It's, it's kind of that, um, I'm not even going to try, I'm going to butcher whatever the analogy is, but that sort of one hand up one hand down, right? Like you're, <laughs> that you're kind of, you know, someone's, someone's pulling you up and you're, you're pulling someone with you. So I think it's just, it's just a really kind of a great, um, I think supportive group of people in, in general. So it, it really is nice. So, um, I just I want to say thank you. Thank you for, for coming on the show today. Um, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time to come and share your story. Um, so, so thank you very much for that today. I, I know I'm sure you have uh, some kids to take care of.
0: <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, my kids just got home from daycare, and I could hear them creating <laughs> chaos in the background with my husband. Uh, but I appreciate you having me on, Dr. Jason. Was, it was a lot of fun talking to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, And folks listening, uh, I know you're going to get a lot of value out of this episode. Please like, rate, and review the show so we can get more great guests like Lindsay. And thank you all for listening. I am Dr. Jason Ballara, and this is the Know Your Why podcast, where we explore the why behind success. Every week, I meet with real estate investors, veterinary entrepreneurs, mindset coaches, authors, and fitness professionals to uncover their why and how it drives them on the winding road to success. What is your why?